I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. a pop culture academic symposium. Uh-huh. We're the pop culture professors. I'm Caitlin Bitsagai. I'm Lauren Brickman. And you know we're smart people, but you know we're talking dumb topics. Mm-hmm. You know, we have master's degrees. We've taught at the college level. Education has been in our hands. Mm-hmm. And yet here we are talking to you about standing. It's so true. It is so absolutely true. And Caitlin, what is a stan? So a stan is just an obsessive fan of a certain celebrity, a movie, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. a band. Could be anything. What are you standing this week, Caitlin? Well, I'm really proving it can be anything. Mm -hmm. I am standing a TikTok account called Claw Craziness. Okay. It is an account by this man who's dedicated his life to playing claw machines. 
like oh, wow. the ones at arcades or sometimes mm-hmm. the front of Walmart where you can put in a low amount of money, use that little claw and try to get a stuffed animal. Um, really, mm-hmm. the reason I stay on this account, it just I love that I can be in my fourth decade of life and still just so surprised at the things that people get into. I stand his standum of claw machines. Am I going to use the information he gives? Absolutely not. Never. I don't care about doing a claw machine. But I love that he's thought about it so much and that he's inspiring others. And he really, he can get a lot of stuffed animals. I'll tell you that. (laughs) I don't know what his house looks like. It must be crazy. That is so wild. I, my little brother was always really obsessed with claw machines growing up. And I wonder if TikTok, if this account had been around when he was a little bit younger, I wonder, I wonder how that would have impacted a young David Brickman. Hey, I say, David, I know you're listening. Check mm-hmm. out claw craziness now. Use some of the tips. <laughs> report back. He, well, absolutely. We're going to get a, a full report. David, David will be doing a correspondence on this. <laughs> I can't wait to find out. Send us a voice memo and we will for sure play it on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love, I can already imagine my brother watching this at work, just giggling. He's listening, he's giggling, and I love it. Well, you know what I'm a fan of this week? Do tell. I'm I'm standing hard. You know, you talked about how you got your AMC A-list membership back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I did too, and I used mine, Whoa. and I saw At Zola, and it was one of the best movies I've seen in so long. Wow. I laughed so hard it's so well done it's so smart it's i loved it and the woman uh who played zola taylor page i'm obsessed she's an icon she's an icon i want her to be i want her to win a lot of awards i want zola to win awards it's so good it's so well directed it's so well written the acting is so spot on and i just what a way to come back to the movie theaters. You oh, know? that's amazing. I got to check it, it was out. So great. Maybe you'll go you with do. me again as we're part of the same entourage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm excited to hear anyone excited for any new movie. Like I haven't heard yeah. anyone be that uh, revved up for anything new. You know, I wasn't sure. You know, it's it's based on back in like 2015 a woman named zola tweeted 184 tweets about this crazy weekend where she went down to tampa thinking she was gonna strip but things unfolded yes i remember this yeah and then that that real viral tweet got turned into a rolling stone article called zola tells all the real story behind the greatest stripper saga ever tweeted and then they took that article as sort of the foundation for the screenplay and it's so Smart. It premiered at Sundown's Film Festival in January 2020. Wow. But because of COVID, it just got to come out now. Wow. Uh, huh. And it's great. What a way to what a way to get back into movie going. That's what I have to say. And what was your snack situation? You know, I'm gonna be honest with you, you. because you are a member of my entourage. So I would never lie to you. Thank you. I was doing a two movie day. Okay. Okay, wow. I was doing I I I saw a at Zola at 12.30, I believe. So I went snackless. I didn't do any snacks because right. it's a short film. It was early. A uh, friend of the pod, Julie Harney, and I had gone for a light breakfast that morning. <laughs> um, so I didn't snack. I did, however, go see Quiet Place 2 later that evening. And I got a large diet vanilla Sprite nice. and popcorn. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, we don't like to focus on the negative uh, on this show, but I did notice your stand of the week was not a quiet place, too. <laughs> uh, it was good. It was good. Okay. Uh, you know, if you liked Quiet Place 1. <laughs> yeah, it did feel like we explored the themes pretty well in the first know, one. <laughs> you know, if you like Quiet Place 1, you're going to like Quiet Place 2, I'm sure. Um, I probably would have liked it even better had I not loved At Zola so hard. Um, but when you see something so unexpected and then you see something that's like, eh. but I will say Killian Murphy was a great addition to Quiet Place 2. Um, always love to see his little face popping up. But for me, Quiet Place 2 is really all about the daughter character and quite frankly, could do without everyone else. All right. Heard it here first. Get, get the Brickman cut. You know what was great? Both theaters had recliners. So, uh. you know, folks. I'm only doing recliners. Love I'm it. Not, Love I'm it. not sitting in a theater unless there's a recliner, mm-hmm. you know? What, what's the point of going to the movies if your seat doesn't yeah, recline? Yeah, if you don't feel like you're weirdly laying next to a stranger. <laughs> well, you know, when you're A-list, you're always with your entourage. So <laughs> I was laying right next to friends both times. You know, I roll deep when I go into a movie. I, 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 you know, I like to go with a full crew to talk about and dissect the film with after. Gotcha. Gotcha. Or I go alone and I take a nap. You know, those are those are the two and versions. And you know who legitimately has an entourage is rock stars. Yeah. Such as? Our guest today, who's a legitimate rock star, like a certifiable rock star. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Please welcome Matt Rubano. Hi. All right. And we're, we're so excited to have you here today, Matt Rubano. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being had. Mm-hmm. You know, we love to have you, uh, especially with such an epic topic epic. as movies yes. that rock when soundtrack, you know, soundtracks yes. taken center stage. We're very excited. Now, on this show, we always like to put our listeners at ease by letting them know what our credentials are to speak <laughs> on such an important topic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, I I don't want to brag too hard, but I feel like my um, my credit this week is pretty good because my very first concert as a child was seeing the monkeys Whoa. live at the yeah at the local amusement park frontier city in oklahoma city and it was right after i saw davy jones in the brady bunch movie so wow. yeah wow. that's my credit the wholesomeness week. coming off you miss brickman is mm-hmm. intense <laughs> yeah frontier city is <laughs> yeah quite a specific mm-hmm. frontier city oklahoma city baby Ugh. And let me tell you what, I think our parents thought the Monkees concert was going to be wholesome. The crowd at that concert was weird. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I feel that. I feel, was this like a a state fair type event? It it feels kind of like a state fair thing, but like smaller. Those, yeah, those concerts are always insane that are like mm-hmm. extremely cheap or maybe free at those kind of public events are nutty. Yes. Yeah, I've done a. I've played state fairs with a couple of different bands, and mm-hmm. the, and the state fair gig will always be like on a tour, and you're like, oh, by the way, right. guys, Thursday Iowa State Fair, we're gonna do that, and it is leaving the world of rock and roll like venues and tour buses and mm-hmm. going to the world of like the smell of shit in the air and <laughs> yeah. uh, like fried everything, fried Oreos, fried. Everything you could well, find, especially at that Iowa one. Oh, yeah. I've been, I've been to the Iowa State Fair. Yeah. They will fry anything. I did the Iowa State Fair with uh, some of your neighbors, the uh, All American Rejects, who are Oklahoma boys. 
Wow. They are. They are Oklahoma boys. Yeah. Small world. Yeah. The world is small. Yeah. I remember being a tween getting into their concerts but when they were still <laughs> a local band, baby. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Good times. Ugh. Yeah. The back in the day, coming home at 15, reeking a beer. Those were the days. Wow. Caitlin, what was your first concert? Do you recall My yours? first concert was Meatloaf. <gasps> what? <laughs> That's why you're so cool. That <laughs> That's why you're is... so cool. Amazing. How old were you? And was it you deciding uh, to go or like your parents couldn't get a sitter? Interesting. My uh, So I did go with my parents and my mom okay. in particular was a huge Meatloaf fan. So Great. I grew up listening to Bad Out of Hell all the time. Right. And then Bad Out of Hell 2 came out and it was right. like, what? Yeah. How are we getting this lucky? So it was on that tour um, that we went to see him. That is special. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It was good stuff. Yeah. And yet that wasn't even your credential for this week. No, it's not my credential for this week. Uh, My credential for this week is just that basically between 7th and 10th grade, I think I only listened to movie soundtracks. And -hmm. I was thinking about why. And it's because they were basically mixed CDs. Like when we had to buy physical copies, the risk of like buying a whole album based off one or two singles you liked was so scary. Whereas this Mm -hmm. is just a, you know, it's a platter. And it's going to serve yeah. you yeah. up. And this is from the Clueless soundtrack was a favorite. It's where I first heard Radiohead. Um, oh, yeah, right. Introduce you to different kind of artists. And it was cool. I was obsessed with the um, Can't Hardly Wait soundtrack when it came out around that time. It was a nice mix of like current and like throwbacky stuff. I thought it was very cool. Mm. Uh, nice, you know? Yeah. I, I, I would like to echo Caitlin's sentiment about when you would invest eleven ninety nine into a CD mm-hmm. and get like one and a half good songs out of it and nine clinkers, clunkers, uh, a soundtrack is a safe bet. And many of them prove, prove to be worth their weight in, uh, you know, gold or America bucks. <laughs> oh yeah. We loved a soundtrack. We loved a soundtrack. And you know what? I think it's time to put your knowledge of soundtracks to the test, Matt. Mm, Are you ready? I'm super ready. We're going to play Name That Tune Goes to the Movies. I have five different themes from movies, and I am going to ask you to name this movie tune, and you get a point if you know the song, you get a point if you know the artist, and you get a point if you know the movie. So three points available in each round. Okay. Are you ready to see how strong your knowledge of movie soundtracks are i would love to all right here we go so here is song number one i couldn't tell what i felt i was unrecognizable to myself saw my reflection in a window and didn't know my own face oh brother oh yeah Mm -hmm, mm-hmm you know you know it Wait, so uh, that's that is going to be uh, the artist is Bruce Springsteen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the song is uh, well, the, it's from the, the movie Philadelphia. Yeah. Oh wow, six points already. And I believe the song's called Philadelphia as well. No, it's called Streets of Philadelphia. Streets of Philadelphia but Philadelphia. we'll give it to cool. you. Three, Woo! you got them all. Woo! Well, three points on the board. Let's see what happens next. Ah, you own me. Well, if you want to sing out, sing out. And if you want to be free, be free. 
Cause there's a million things to be You know that there are 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 I'm gonna mess this up But I, I That's That's Cat Stevens, right? It is the artist formerly known as Cat Stevens Yes, you are correct Okay, okay can I like get a little teeny teeny weeny hint? No, it's not called I Gotta Be Me. Uh, he's already sung the word, the name of the song. Yeah, I, I don't know it. I will admit I don't know. Is it from an older film? Mm-hmm. Much older. Yeah. Is this from Harold and Maude? Yeah. You nailed it. Yes. Okay, good. Confidence restored. Harold and Maude, Cat Stevens, if you want to sing out, sing mm-hmm. out. You know, classic. Should have got that. I, I had to include this one because I thought it was so cool the first time I saw this movie and it was like all the same artists doing the music was yeah. like, to me, the coolest right. thing. Also, I was so young when I first saw this movie and I loved it so much and when i look back on it i'm like what did i <laughs> what about this movie pulled me in yeah but like i loved this middle school the amount of times i watched this movie was this in your yeah. red violin era oh <laughs> are you a red violin head yes. i'm a total red violin head i'm a huge red violin oh, fan it's so great it's so great i that's i watched that i will re-watch that movie over and over and over again and I just, uh, I love it. Wow. It's, it's so You're great. Yeah. Lauren Brickman's middle school self. <laughs> I know, totally. I mean, we would have gotten along very well. Something tells me you and I would have shared a lunch table. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, to know that there is someone else out there who gets that the red violin fucking slaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do want to say, though, through through the, the, the idea of like looking at a movie and being like, what did I see it? How was I watched this as a kid? Mm-hmm. Like, I think there's a similar thing that ha- that was happening. That, and I think this phenomenon is largely a 90s movie phenomenon where, mm-hmm. like, the 90s was a time where pe- you could get away with, like, premises and plot lines that are utterly irresponsible, problematic, insane, mm-hmm. and then coat them with a cuteness that made people be like, oh. And I think uh, very few movies... Uh, sum that up better than Scent of a Woman. (laughs) Scent of a Woman, if I was to then, is Scent of a Woman. Al Pacino, cute kid, you know, they do the whole thing. Mm -hmm. But like, if you were to pitch it today, be like, okay, check it out. A deaf prick (laughs) retired army colonel kidnaps a Mm -hmm. teenager to New York so he can procure him prostitutes, alcohol, and a hotel room. And then he attempts to kill himself and the kid tries to stop him and he gets angry at him. And then they get behind the wheel of a Ferrari and the blind guy drives it. It's like, how is that movie cute? You love to see it. You love to see it. But it's like, on paper, it's uh, it's the rantings of a lunatic mind. It absolutely well, is. Even it absolutely is. First Wives Club, which is a delight through and through, but the catalyst mm-hmm. for that is a suicide. Yeah. yeah. The catalyst yeah. for the yeah. whole movie is their friend's suicide. One of the other scent of a woman details that blew my mind was the whole thing starts because the main character, who's one of those 90s boys whose fit names I can't remember, but uh, is that he's looking for a job for Thanksgiving weekend. Like, that's not a thing. That's not a that's not a phenom that's not a thing ever. And he goes to like a placard in the school that has like a thumbtack board and there's like it's like mm-hmm. Thanksgiving jobs. And it's like I've literally never heard anyone be like, I need to pick up some Thanksgiving weekend work. That's not that does not exist. They created that so that he could find the family looking to pawn off Pacino on them. Matt, you're absolutely crushing it. So far you've gotten both songs correct, known everything about them. Right. This next one is one I had to put on the list because 
honestly, everyone on TikTok is obsessed with this song and it won't leave my brain because I keep seeing videos about it. So here we go. Oh, I know this one. That's the artist known as uh, Huge Ackman <laughs> mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. The Greatest Showman. And I believe the song is called From Now On. Nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. Absolutely nailed it. Trippy. Yeah. Every time I open that stupid TikTok app, there's another dance video with that song. And I just wow. can't escape it. I may be officially just too old to dip my toe in TikTok. <laughs> well, Caitlin and I share an account. Oh, okay. uh, yes. And it's... It's mostly just for the podcast. Adorable. Right. We're, we're like those weird <laughs> married couples that have one Facebook. Yeah, yeah totally. I think that's charming. Charming, charming. Um, and it's so interesting, though, because we both, we have similar interests, but you can tell when one of us has been scrolling for a while yeah. because it changes your for you page. I forget who it was, but there was a, a, a couple back uh, a few years ago who ruined Christmas Mm-hmm. for one another because they shared a Prime account and they right. basically were like, oh, I know what I'm getting because of all the stuff that, you know, oh. like... Oh, yeah. foreshadows. Did you guys know that I, I played... Not to, like, I'm not promoting myself, but did you know that I mm-hmm. played bass on the Greatest Showman soundtrack? I thought you were involved with I did it. not know. Wow. Okay. I thought I was... I thought it was true, but I wasn't 100% on sure. On some of it. On, on, a, on an unknown quantity of it because it was a... <laughs> Uh, it was a really big project with loads and loads of musicians involved. And uh, so much so that the the credits, I believe, inside the liner notes say don't say what you play or what song you're on. They say musicians. And then it's just like 70 names. Wow. So and we wow. were, to be fair, the, the folks, the, the adults were were upfront about that. We're like, you might be on this whole song couple of notes your part played by somebody else you playing somebody else's part we're not really sure but it was super super fun to do that was a very uh, exciting and fun uh, bunch of recording sessions wow it's amazing like, not not only does he know the song he might have played I on it we song. don't know we don't <laughs> yeah. know i love the idea of being like i don't know what i contributed but i contributed something yeah we are all mystery we're all mystery participants that's honestly what a joy yeah. all right well you're just going to keep racking up points. Uh, This next one, if we're talking movies, soundtracks, I couldn't in good conscience not include this next song. A song that I think is a true banger. It's Badu, right? It is Erica Badu. I might need the chorus to know what movie it's from. I'll give you a hint. She's not alone on this track. Woo! Someone else is going to join her. <laughs> okay. That's common. Mm-hmm. Sure is. I don't know what movie it's from, though. Okay, that's fair. I don't know that I've even heard this song. Wow. Well, I'm excited to have introduced it to you. This is from 2002 hit Brown Sugar. Uh, And it is the song Love of My Life. uh, And when I tell you, 
I was like, this is the roadmap to happiness, this song. When when I first found this song, I was like, I just want to know love like Erica Badu and Common. You know? Yeah. That's aspirational music to me. Well, I I did not uh, score well, but I, I did enjoy the bass part. And uh, and that is how I would. That might be one of the sublines of my life. <laughs> I do not know, but I did enjoy the bass part. <laughs> your memoir title. That's my memoir title. Is that? But I did enjoy the bass part. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're still doing great. You still get a point for that round. Great. Uh, you got one last shot okay. to 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 nail it. And again, this is a song I I legally felt obligated to include in today's show. For me, you can't talk about movies and music and not include this one. Once in your life, you find her. Someone who turns your heart around. And next thing you know, you're closing down the town. Wake up and it's still with Is this like, it's not Christopher Cross. It is. It is Christopher Cross. It absolutely okay, so is. When you get up in the moon. It's, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> is this nine and a, it's not nine and a half. We, no, it's not that. No. Older. Older. Classic comedy. Pivotal performance. <laughs> Iconic. It's not from, not Tootsie, right? <laughs> right in that era. It's right in that area. You're right in the pocket. Um, not Alfie. What is it called? What's the Dudley Moore movie? You're so close. You're so yeah, 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 yeah. Not Alfie. What is it? It's uh, it's right there. It's right there. <laughs> oh, what? He's like a uh, Arthur. Yeah. Arthur? yeah, yeah, yeah. And the song is Arthur's theme. By Arthur's Christopher theme. Cross. Yeah, yeah. Wow. You know what? You absolutely crushed it. As far as I'm concerned, Thank A plus. You, you get you get the gold star. You're passing the class with flying that colors. That song is so, cool. so wild. It. I don't yeah. know many songs that are just like. <laughs> We're going to do a small synopsis of the plot. <laughs> yeah. I love it yeah. so much. But that was a thing more. That's what I find really fascinating. Like back in the day, like 70s, 80s was you could te- you could feel when the directive from studios stopped being. Mm-hmm. We need a song. That's the whole movie in three and a half minutes. Like, but it was for the longest time, like. You know, that's where you get like a, a lot. I'm trying to think of like a good example, but there are some songs from movies where you're like, yeah, this is a short talk down of the plot. <laughs> and they were into it. Yeah. They like wanted it. And, and the funny part about this one is he writes it so the front half can be like radio play forever. Mm-hmm. And because yeah. it doesn't start with the Arthur stuff till the middle. So it just kind right. it's, it's so jarring when he starts talking about a man named Arthur halfway through yeah. the song. <laughs> yeah. It's not okay. It feels really weird. <laughs> Have you ever heard of that movie? Like, it just must be so weird to be like, who is Arthur? What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, right. The Arthark? <laughs> this is a very strange setup. I love the song so much. Um, I, a friend of mine uh, got married a couple years ago and he had the, they did their first dance to this song and I, mean, I had had a couple drinks in. I started just crying. I was all, I was just crying. I was like, this is beautiful. And everyone is like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, this is just was, the most beautiful Was moment. one of them a reformed cad? Or, or did it apply <laughs> to their life? Kind of, you know, a little bit, right. you know. You know, a former improviser settling down. <laughs> oh, yeah, the wild nights. <laughs> um, well, you know, oh. 
mad amazing job in the game. We're going to give Lauren a minute to get some tissues. She's gone <laughs> yeah, back to yeah. that place emotionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to take a quick break. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Here's a quick question for you. How did you sleep last night? If your battle for a good night's sleep feels relentless, I have the answer. It's a podcast called Sleep Wave with meditations and hypnosis created to help you fall asleep. My relaxation techniques will help you feel calm and ready for sleep with soft music that will help you fall asleep in minutes. Most listeners never hear the end of an episode. So search Sleep Wave on your favorite podcast app and find out why over a million people have fallen asleep to my voice. All right, I've uh, collected myself as best <laughs> I can. Um, you know, there's always a little bit of a chance I could cry, but that's every day. So uh, 
I'm going to get out of the way, though, because, Caitlin, you have a really important thesis to present today. Thank you. My thesis today is that Patrick Swayze singing on the Dirty Dancing soundtrack was both brave and necessary. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So a little background on the Dirty Dancing soundtrack. Yeah. It's 32 million copies sold. Amazing. Oh, my God. Juggernaut inspired two follow-ups. And I... This I. Not, I can't confirm this, but I believe this is the first time there was a sequel to a soundtrack that was released the next year. Then, subsequently in the 90s, they released a long album with every single uh, song in the film in the order that they are in the film. Mm. Wow. So, is his song, She's Like the Wind, the song you think of when you think of Dirty Dancing? No, absolutely not. <laughs> it's definitely yeah. uh, time of my life, as it should yeah. be. Mm-hmm. But I just love that he went for it. It Mm -hmm. is like he is the star of this movie. He knew it's going to be a blockbuster. You know the soundtrack's going wild. It's like, guess what? I want to do a song on it. (laughs) Take the moment. I feel like celebrities and actors are like shamed out of that now of like that's not Mm -hmm. cool it's not cool at all to sing she's like the wind in the first place or to put like to shoehorn a single onto this album but i love it if not now win for patrick swayze and Mm -hmm. i love that it is emotionally available it's like the whole video if you remember is just like him singing that song and then you know film footage which they don't really do that anymore either i don't think i've seen the video but I know what I'll be doing once we finish up. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's quite beautiful. I mean, it's and it's an important part of the soundtrack because the soundtrack is simultaneously so 1963 and so 1987 at the same time. Like it holds yeah. both like it just skipped the 70s, but it holds both of those time periods so close. And Patrick Swayze is a huge part of the 80s feel of it. Like he has mm. that like obviously he wanted to be Richard Marks. Like that is <laughs> the goal. And I just love it. Uh, and I really actually have to say, I think Patrick Swayze's death, I never really thought about it before preparing for this pod, but was a direct uh, influence over the way I thought about things and that led to like hosting this podcast. Because I remember when he died, everyone was kind of like, oh, damn, we spent the last few years making fun of him, but we actually really liked him. <laughs> like he got cheesy, but when he died, people were like, wait, no more Swayze? I, yeah. We should have, while yeah. he was here, we should have said that we liked him. <laughs> Yeah, and so I don't do that anymore and I don't think Mm -hmm. he did that in life he's saying she's like the wind a goofy goofy song but I think more actors should do this (laughs) like what if we had an Alicia Silverstone song on the Clueless soundtrack could have been iconic oh it would have been great it's also special to consider that he that is an era of recording where that's probably a real performance. That's not auto-tune. It's not chopped up and edited. It was two tape. So it was a bigger risk to do that than if you had like Adam Sandler singing on, you know, (laughs) whatever. Happy Gilmore 15. Happy Gilmore, yeah, sure. Uh, That's so true. And I think that like the actor recording an album thing, it's always dicey because you could end up with like a a bruce willis or eddie murphy thing but Mm -hmm. like who cares it's just funny (laughs) like now eddie murphy has the song my girl likes to party all the time out there who cares yeah it doesn't tarnish anything it's just a stupid thing he did it's It's fun it's a total jam (laughs) um and then yeah and then patrick Swayze did not do like a fun update she's like the wind is like it's not even a like that's not really even a good 
use of language. <laughs> yeah, because no. what does it mean? What does it really mean? It means that she's you can't see her. One. <laughs> you can feel her, but you can't touch her. You she's know she's most, there. Most of the time annoying. Yeah. If you're noticing her, yeah, she's she mostly annoying. Pretty annoying. She carries dust particles, lots of allergens. <laughs> COVID eventually. COVID. <laughs> oh no. Uh, uh, one of those rare occasions where someone says COVID and it's funny. <laughs> but nonetheless, love that for him. I feel like you know that he kind of wanted to get a crack at yeah. covering time of your life on that album. Like, you know, oh, yeah. he pitched it and they were like, we can't give you the big song. Sorry, dude. <laughs> Bill Medley will freak out. For whatever reason, this is reminding me, though, of one of my favorite moments in, like, actors using their film to promote their other work <laughs> is in A Walk to Remember. Mandy Moore, obviously, big pop star. Um, but Shane West was also in a band at the time. And they both negotiated contracts that they had to include their music on the soundtrack. And they like shoehorned it in in this like on like a date night for Minnie Moore and him are like in the car being all romantic and her own song starts yes. to play and it's iconic. Yeah, Britney Spears, Crossroads, same deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I just love that we live in this world where it's like, we all know that's her voice, but we're just going to pretend like we don't. But Shane's band only got like 10 seconds of airplay. They like let him turn it on when he's like in the car at the very beginning of the movie. Yeah. It's the shortest thing. But I, I love how both of those actors <laughs> shoehorn their music into that film and... More, please. That's the magic of having a good manager. That, <laughs> yeah, that's like what right. that's about. That's huh. someone going like, how are we yeah. going to squeeze more money out of this? And that's uh, literally how you do it. I like to think yeah. there's an untold story behind, in the universe of A Time to Remember, where Mandy Moore's character, who dies tragically of cancer at mm -hmm. a young age, is also doing a Hannah Montana. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. There's another draft of that movie. That's There's another she doesn't cut. say anything about yeah. it being her song. It's on her list. It's on her list of things she has to accomplish before she dies. Continue the lie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of her Hannah, her Hannah Montana. I almost said Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana is also great. Hannah Montana is actually a great name for a drag queen. Pre-drag well, name. Well, that's my thesis. Wow, short, sweet, and to the point. Yeah, yeah. Thank he you. was brave. I love it. Agree. Well, I think it's time to play another game it's, then, Kate. It's time to play another game. This is a game we call Queen, or no Queen. So <laughs> Queen, the band, is the queen of movie oh. soundtracks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to say a movie, and you say, Matt, if it features Queen, Queen, or if it doesn't, no Queen. Okay. All right. Queen or no Queen. Yep. Yep. Great. Blades of Glory. It's that uh, ice skating movie with Will Ferrell and John. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say no queen. Queen. <sighs> A very Brady sequel. I would. That would seem queeny to me. No queen. No queen. Wow. It's shocking. All right. Here's one. It's shocking. Okay. Wayne's World. Oh, yeah. Queen. Queen. A Knight's Tale. A Knight's Tale. Uh, I'm going to guess queen. Queen. Yeah. Queen. Yeah. Terms of Endearment. <laughs> I'd, I'd hate to be wrong but i'm gonna say no queen no they couldn't fit it in they couldn't, they couldn't figure get out it in there, yeah. it. hustlers oh i don't know what that is um wow oh, wait no Good yes i do you. sorry wait yes i do uh wait just who's the star of hustlers 
Jennifer Lopez. Well, that's what she thinks. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I think it's Constance Wu. I'm going to say Queen. No Queen. No Queen. But that feels like a cutting room floor issue. Yeah. yeah. Totally. <laughs> that, yeah. Shaun of the Dead. Uh, queen. Queen. Correct. Queen. Anchorman. Mm. Hold on. Let me just like fast forward through it <laughs> real quick. No, I, I think no, no Queen, right? No Queen. No Queen. Baby Driver. Ugh. I, I did. I really. It's not a popular. Apparently, every time I speak out against Baby Driver, people are like, you're an asshole. Like, people don't like to hear that movie trashed. I did not enjoy it. Uh, he listens to so much music on those headphones. I, I'm going to say no queen. 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 Damn it. But, you know, it was easy to miss. I fell asleep during that movie. So, yeah. wow. I never saw it. So, we're the most anti. <laughs> <laughs> Baby Driver pod of, out there. of all the movies I've ever like been like I wasn't crazy about that. The most shocking, violent responses I've ever gotten are all for being like I didn't love Baby Driver, and people are like uh, maybe it's just who I'm hanging out with. But yeah, yeah. well, you're in a safe space because I fully pa- I you. passed out during that movie. I don't know how it ends. Thank you. Iron Man Two. <laughs> That's the one with the rush with the uh, uh, Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rooney. I almost said Mickey Rooney. That's the one with Mickey <laughs> <Yeah>. Rooney. Uh, <laughs> Mickey Rourke, right, as the Russian freak job guy. Mm-hmm. And also Sam Rockwell is in it. I'm going to say Queen. 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 You're right. Nice. Yep. Nailed it. Nailed Highlander. It. Highlander. <laughs> oh, Queen. 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 Le- mm-hmm. It was Queen. Queen. Wow. Yeah. Legally Blonde 2, Red, White, and Blonde. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to have to just guess on this one. I'll flip a coin. Uh, I'll say queen. No queen. No queen. It's, you know what I'm trying to do? Sometimes I'm trying to use the logic of like, well, they wouldn't pick that movie randomly if there's no queen in it. So, but that logic <laughs> is proven to be completely unsound. Yeah. 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 With us, yeah. you can't play that. No, no. You've, you've seen it all. <laughs> yeah. You only saw through us on terms of endearment. Cool. Cool. Yeah. That was the part. I was like, okay, here we go. This is obvious. <laughs> cool runnings. Ah, uh, cool runnings. Um, I'll say queen. No queen. No queen. Seems, a seems queen. like jovial. Seems like it was a fun, jovial mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dodgeball, a true underdog story. This is the Stiller and Vince Vaughn one, right? <laughs> right, that dodgeball. <laughs> that dodgeball. No. Had queen. Had queen. Fucking, man, they are going to be... <laughs> queen was already like doing great financially uh, from every metric. And yeah. knowing that there are this many movies leading with queen songs, uh, yeah. and the pile of, of, of money just goes to the sky. It's crazy. It's mm-hmm. crazy. And it's, it's yeah. several different songs. Yeah. It's that, not just, it's not just Bohemian Rhapsody and, and like, uh, yeah. w- you know, we will rock you. Yeah. Don't stop me now is a huge one in these movies. Sure. Too. All right. Two more. Argo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it would be, it would have been a macro. No, no. Argo, Argo is like mid seventies. Right. So it's, so it's, it would be right on the nose. I'm going to say queen. No queen. <laughs> I liked how you were showing your work, though. Yeah. You're showing the work. Showing the fi- work is my val- how I validate my failure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And finally, <laughs> Flash Gordon. <laughs> Absolutely, Queen. Yes, Queen. Yeah, we are ending on a good note. Yeah. But that and Wayne's World, I was like, it's definitely those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got about half of them right. It's uh. you know the, the the movies that I inserted 
for no reason other than my brain, <laughs> yeah. where a very Brady sequel, Terms of Endearment, Hustlers, Anchorman, Legally Blonde 2, Red, White, and Blonde, Cool Runnings, yeah. and Argo. Yeah. <laughs> and those are just because that's what she was thinking about today. Like, that's just what was on her mind. 100%. As someone who chats with me basically all day, I think Lauren could, like, probably draw where the exact inspiration for those sure. picks were. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. That sounds like the recipe <laughs> for a successful uh, friendship. <laughs> yeah. It is fun when, like, I see various group texts going off and then I see Caitlin working in our shared Google Doc and I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, now I know where we're going with the show today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I need to check some group texts to get some more inspiration <laughs> for my comedy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's take a quick commercial break. Stands Dance. The time has come. We Stand Together is back, live on stage with a whole new show full of games, quizzes, and Hannibal references nobody asked for. (laughs) That's right. Monday, July 26th and August 16th at 10 p.m. We're going to be live at the Squirrel Theater's residency at Caveat on Clinton Street in the Lower East Side, New York City. Go to thesquirrelnyc.com to buy your tickets now. Yeah, there's going to be beer, wine, laughs, other human beings comedy we love to see it and we'd love to see you there stan stans all right we're back caitlin uh caitlin is restocked on inspiration (laughs) stealing some jokes from the chat (laughs) (laughs) all right so before i state my thesis i want to I want to get us all grounded in the world of this piece because I, I want to give us a frame of reference. So I'm going to play a little bit of music and then, Matt, I'm going to ask you if you even know what you've just heard. Okay. Quite All right, so do you recognize that? That is uh, the artist known as Bradley Cooper at the beginning of A Star is Born? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's actually the artist known as Jackson Maine Sorry. as played by Bradley Cooper. You're right. Mm-hmm. My bad. Uh, but yes, I think that, and which is crazy because my first five seconds, I was like, oh, that's mm-hmm. Woodstock. And then I was like, no, that's something else. Well, it is the real like they they um filmed that at like the glasgow festival i think uh-huh. like it, it's a real they they shot as uh, chris christopherson who played um right. the the role first mm-hmm. was playing this festival and they surprised him he didn't know bradley cooper came out on stage during his set and they filmed this oh, like I see. but it was like a chris didn't know he was getting sur- a surprise performance it was like a whole thing isn't it cute anyways it's really cute um now I'm going to preface my thesis to sit today by saying I know I'm not well. I already know that. I acknowledge that I'm ill, but it's not going to stop me from saying what I'm about to say, okay. which is I believe that Jackson Maine should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. 
And that is my truth. The character. That is mm-hmm, the fictional character wow. uh, from the 2018 Academy Award winning film, A Star is Born, which is the fourth iteration of the character. Yeah. Uh, who was in, originally inspired by Norman Maine. Uh, which iteration? Or, so you're saying the character, all, mm-hmm. of our, all four of them. Well, I think specifically Jackson Maine, who is from the most recent iteration, the Bradley Cooper version. Okay. He, you know, I, you know, Chris Christopherson could probably be in there on his own, right? But I think, I think that Jackson Maine, the this fourth iteration has taken from all that have come before him. And I think that he has ascended to a level that needs to be included in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think we spent a lot of time when the movie came out, listening to Shallow. It was fine. Lady Gaga is great in the movie. But like, come on, Jackson Maine, he's got black eyes, he's got alibi, he's got out of time, he's got maybe it's time. These are rock solid songs. These are bangers. These are slappers. These are songs that Caitlin knows every time I go out for drinks with her and her husband, (laughs) we're putting it on the jukebox. Uh, Caitlin's face just says it all right now. Uh huh. (laughs) And I mean, I just want you to walk us through through like the no- mm-hmm. like if you were writing the nomination letter sure, sure, sure. to the rock and roll hall of fame what what would you say about a character from one movie named jackson maine and why he deserves to be in there perhaps you know ahead of mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. other people you know like Dion warwick is not right. in the, the rock and roll hall of fame, for instance right and also if i may really quick just a, t- a two-parter yeah um mm-hmm. So someone actually mm-hmm. did write and sing those songs, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. what you're yeah. supposing, suggesting, positing, mm-hmm. calling mm-hmm. for, willing to mm-hmm. even pen the Academy to see if you can, mm-hmm. uh, pen, you know, pen the Hall of Fame and see if you can get them yeah. to bend to your will, is uh-huh. that you would like a non-existent mm-hmm. fictional entity who provided none of the performing or creating of that work to be honored by rock and roll's highest hall. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really nice summary of what I'm hoping for. Okay. Okay. Good. I just want to say, I just want to be clear. I just want to make sure I knew I was hearing yeah. you. Yeah. 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 No, I, um, so, so listen, now answer Caitlin's question and let's hear the, let's how hear about how, yeah, how that would go. Yeah. So listen, the only person I think alive on this planet that fully understands where I'm coming from is friend of the show, Lauren Ashley Smith. Sure. Uh, you know, we we connected on, on a deep level because here's the thing. And I think Lauren would not be embarrassed that I'm sharing this out loud. I, I know that she and I, we both understand that it's that Jackson Maine is not real. We get that. Yeah. And yet canonically to us, he is he is real because it's not the Bradley Cooper of it. Like Bradley Cooper's fine. Like that's not, it's, it's this, <sighs> the spirit of Jackson Maine, though it is fictional. It's just so perfect. It's so perfect. And, um, I, I don't simp for Bradley Cooper, but I do simp for Jackson Maine, who I realize is, uh, you know, an imperfect, uh, flawed man, but I bought the Jackson Maine t-shirt, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like if there's merchandise for the character, then the character could, should get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's, that's what I think. Okay. Okay. So this yeah. reminds me of a thing that my parents <laughs> had to teach my brother and I when we were uh-huh. younger, which yeah, 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 was that me. Harrison Ford, <laughs> Mm-hmm. While to us was Han Solo and um, mm-hmm. Indiana Jones, yeah. yeah, 
I was real freaked out when regarding Henry came out because I was just like, wait, what? No. Yeah. He is this. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that's just basically where we've gone astray here is that Mm. uh, I needed to learn that lesson that that's an actor who could do. Yeah, no, I. Yeah, yeah, no, I know you know. Yeah. I know you know. This is, see, what I'm trying to, the the water Mm -hmm. I'm trying to lead you here is, (laughs) lead you here to, is that I know you know all this. So what is it? What is really at Mm -hmm. the the center, at the the core of this? Well, I just, you know, I, I just think that the character, the, the art, the art of this character is so good. And I honestly think that he's not the only fictional musician out there that probably deserves these honors. I actually give me another. Hit me, hit me with another. Well, I think that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame probably needs to just have a fiction category, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, that would be a great exhibit. Maybe you pitch this as an exhibit. Great. Yeah. 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 That I, I think because, you can all get on board with. Yeah. Like, uh, because, uh, you know, the greatest boy band of all time is DuJour from Josie and the Pussycats. Wow. Uh, which is a fake uh, band, but to me, they are real. Um, the band from Revenge of the Nerds 2. Epic so performance. So good. Yeah. So good. Right. Uh, Gem and the Holograms. Wow. Come sure. on. Gem and the Holograms. They're so good. Very I mean, good. I guess what is reality, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. These days... Whatever anyone says. Do you have any favorite fictional bands or artists? I'm trying to I'm trying to run through it. I would love to see the diva from the Fifth Element be. Oh yeah, that's an incredible, incredible mm-hmm. character and mm-hmm. musician because she's able to sing mm-hmm. chords and incredible yeah. range and uh, intervallic jumps. I thought that was really fun and fascinating. Maybe <laughs> I think Ralph Macchio's character in. Uh, also, Crossroads, which is about Ralph Macchio being a young man from Long Island who loves to play the blues, and uh, wow. yeah, that all the ca- and Steve Vai, famous uh, metal sh- technical shredder, uh, Steve Vai is is basically kind of plays the devil in it, yeah. sort of, but a, as a guitar player, I think they uh, that would be great to see. Although Steve Vai may be all the already in the Hall of Fame, I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, those are good ones. What about like all of the bands from that thing you do? The Wonders, oh my God, all, the all wonders. of that, right? Come on, yeah. they all deserve to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah. I got one for you. What about yeah. Vonda Shepard, the <gasps> pianist from Ally McBeal, who plays the character <laughs> Vonda Shepard? Wow, it is iconic. She really bends this. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's a, that's a yeah. real Swayze, if I say so myself. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and she pulled his lazy. And yeah. I, I must legally uh, say that she is the daughter of mime and Eastside Theater owner Richmond Shepherd, where many an improv ah. show used to be. Oof! Yeah, that some I wish I could forget. Was her dad? <laughs> yeah! Wow! Amazing! He passed wow, away. We wow. lost the great mime Richmond Shepherd, but yeah. His daughter's fictional character should be in the Rock and Roll <laughs> yeah, Hall of Fame. Totally. Yeah, so, so I realize the statement Jackson Maine belongs in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame might seem unwell. But when we, when we go to the bigger picture and we're like, let's just recognize, you know, not just one, but many fictional characters, I think it starts to become a little bit more of a reasonable premise. Yeah. And it's certainly you're in. You. you know, once they mm-hmm. do that, I think you have a better chance of getting him in the yeah. real one. Mm. I think if mm. you pitch them, I, if you write the letter as you would write it, Lauren, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd love to hear what they say. 
And then I would have a second letter on hand that was like, okay, how about an exhibit that's just that? And you can curate it. And that, I would imagine they'll be like, we thought she was nuts, but this is something. So maybe I should just start with an exhibit. Start with the exhibit. I think that'd be cute. People would love that. Especially like all you need at the beginning, at the front entrance of the exhibit is the wonders. And then people are like, oh, I'm in. I'm totally down. Yeah. You know, Lauren, I'm going to tell the Stan Stans to check our Instagram because I'm going to challenge you on our Instagram to create the Kennedy Center Honors lineup for Jackson, Maine. (laughs) And (laughs) listeners, you can submit your ideas as well. Lauren will probably only post them if she adamantly agrees. She will block you if you say something (laughs) bad. I just got so excited about the possibilities for Jackson Maine Kennedy Center honors. Also, watch out, Caitlin. You put it in the universe. I will make you do this live show now. Yeah, it's happening. Yeah. So it goes. You have no one to blame but yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, thank you all for listening to my delusions of grandeur. Uh, But before we wrap things up, are there what are some movie soundtracks that have stayed with you your whole life? What are some of your favorites? Oh, man. I mean, so I made a little short list <clears throat> of mm-hmm. movies that I thought, like, without the song, yeah. the movie is almost like, wait, what? You know what I mean? Like, it's totally. so much a part of it. Um, I think the the one that first comes to mind, and if it doesn't, um, I don't know what's wrong, but is Top Gun. Uh, Top, wow. Gun with, Top Gun without Highway to the Danger Zone playing with the boys and Take My Breath Away is kind of like, it's no longer... Top Gun. It's just a yeah. shitty movie about airplanes. Um, yep. And also, you've lost that loving feeling when they sort of do that whole <gasps> bit with oh, uh, yeah. Kelly Gill- Kelly McGillis. Um, yeah. I think Pulp Fiction with a load of songs, but specifically with Dick Dale and Miserloo, like when you hear that guitar mm-hmm. start and the credits, like that's quite obviously a thing. This next one, I think, is maybe the one that's like, Oh, yeah, without this song, the culture of this movie might never have really hit as hard, which is freaking Ghostbusters, y'all. Wow. A hundred percent. Ghostbusters, the song was as popular as Ghostbusters, the movie, right out of the gate. And I think without that, it would be pretty hard to uh, to have it really achieve the heights it has. Uh, We already covered Dirty Dancing. I think Mm -hmm. Risky Business old time rock and roll is kind of mm. like that's like one of those scenes where like if you if you put in diegetic shitty like whatever music like just kind of random rock music while he slides over in his little undies uh no way not the same not the same it's about mm-hmm. that song um and then there's stuff like you know the graduate with uh with uh simon and garfunkel like doing the entirety of the of the of the soundtrack and and the intense like hits that those that those songs all were for that movie. So those are all yeah. the ones where I'm like, I can't not think of the song when I think of the film. Yeah. What is a, is there a like story out there, a franchise out there, a movie out there that you're like, if you could get your hands on it to be part of the soundtrack or to like curate the soundtrack for a story, like what's the story you want to do the music for the most? If I, if I could like music supervise, I would do that. But this is weird. So I'm a total, I I love movies. I watch movies uh, at an unbelievable pace, uh, both movies I haven't seen before and movies that I love over and over again. Um, 
I I think I'm I would be more interested in scoring, which is mm. not the soundtrack selection, but right. music supervising in like a soundtrack way would be cool too. But this is where it gets hard for me is like I think because I love both things. Yeah. It almost makes it, and because I didn't set out on a path of like, I'm going to do that for a living. I'm going to be yeah. a film scorer. I'm going to be a supervisor. Um, I, I'll overthink everything to death. <laughs> like to the point where it's like, oh, I don't really have an original. I don't have an idea anymore because it's too much pressure. Uh, I think a lot of pressure. it would be tough. Um, but yeah, I, I'm also like one of these consumers of, of film where like I'm such an audience member that like to get to meddle with the magic to me almost inhibits the en enjoyment of it. Mm -hmm. So I, I, that's a tough one for me to answer. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I get that. I think the karate kid could have used some more songs more good <laughs> songs. I think the one that like rings for me, that is the, you're, you're the best around. Right. You know that one? That's like yes. the, yeah. the training montage song. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe there's another big song in that one. I can't there's think of it. In, I think in the sequel, there's Chicago's You're the Chicago, yes. You're the meaning in my life, which is also cr a crazy one. That's like a, that doesn't, that, that doesn't track for the subject matter of that movie to me. I think that's because like, he has a love interest in that one, but yeah. That's I mean, a, it's a too intensely romantic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but he also like meets her in Japan for a weekend and then goes back to California without her. So it's not, uh, <laughs> it's not, not the meaning of his life. No, the meaning of his trip to, to, to Japan, perhaps. <laughs> well, that's special too, does in it, its own does way. Doesn't roll off the tongue as well of Peter Cetera. <laughs> Amazing. Well, Matt, this was so much fun. Me? Thanks for coming and playing with us yeah, today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I could I could do this all the time. I love movies and I love music. I yeah, and we love talking to you about both of yeah. those things. Uh, for anyone that's not already obsessively standing over you, where can they find you? Oh, I'm in. A, well, I'm at the Residence Inn in San Diego <laughs> right now. I'll be here until tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I'm about to. Do, so I'm I'm rehearsing right now with uh, Angels and Airwaves, and we are uh, getting ready for the Lollapalooza. Uh, which is Hell this yeah. coming July and very beginning of August. And then we also have a fall tour uh, in the States, uh, uh, October and November. And that's pretty much, you know, uh, the what my rest of my year is looking like right now. And you can find me on Instagram at Matthew Rubano and stuff like that. Um, you know, all the all the usual haunts. I'm not on. I do have a TikTok page. I don't think there's anything on it. Uh, <laughs> there might be some base videos on it, but I, I don't know how to work it. So I'm not really sure. I would love a TikTok workshop if anyone wants to give me one. <laughs> well, I'm sure there are plenty of folks out there that would be happy to give you a TikTok. <laughs> Teach me TikTok. Teach, Teach me TikTok. Teach an old man TikTok. Hey, are you looking for a Thanksgiving weekend job? <laughs> Amazing. Well, Stan Stans, you know, we're out there too at We Stand Social. We're on all of them. And we've got another live show coming up July 26th at the Squirrel Residency at Caveat. Be sure to check out tickets. There's links in our bios. And Stan Stans, let us know what topic should we do coming up? What? Who do you want us to dive into next? Do it. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye.
forever. 